Welcome to Office Hours from TripleXChurch.com, where we answer your questions regarding sexuality, porn, sexual integrity, and more. Where nothing is off the table and all conversations are welcome. Now, here's your host, Carl Thomas. Welcome to Office Hours by Triple X Church. I'm your host, Carl Thomas. I'm a pastor, certified neural health coach, and a guy who frankly struggled with a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about today for over 20 years until I found freedom about a decade ago. In today's episode, I am going to be jumping in and answering this question. How can I steward my natural sex drive when I'm single and trying to remain abstinent? That's what I will be discussing today, so make sure you hang in there with me. Recognize that no questions are ever off the table here, and I'm going to be as honest with my answers as I possibly can be, so don't get offended. Without any further delay, let's jump in. Okay, here's the question I got. Can anyone refer some resources on how to steward or manage the natural sex drive or sexuality through singleness and abstinence? It would be nice not to have to figure this out for myself completely. It is becoming obvious to me that the approach of suppressing or ignoring my sexuality or sex drive is not the best. I never learned how to steward this in a healthy, God-honoring way, but I want to. I am pretty sure that those same things would apply in marriage too. I don't want to live in fear of natural, healthy aspects of sexuality and attraction. I don't want to feel like there's anything wrong with sexuality in general, but I also don't want to be naive about this very powerful drive and go where I should not. Any suggestions or recommendations? Okay, this is a great question. Uh, obviously, it sounds like it's coming in from a young man. And uh, listen, I get it, right? When you're dealing, you're in your teens, uh, you're dealing with a lot of hormonal stuff, okay? And yes, your sex drive is obviously higher uh, when you're an 18-year-old man or, or teenager. That's just when men tend to peak, uh, unlike in their 40s or 50s. Not that we don't have sex drives also, but um, you're, you're dealing with a lot. Now, add to that fact, if you're, and you don't say this, but I'm just saying, if you've been looking at porn or masturbating, all that stuff, adds to the mix that makes it even worse because now you're not just dealing with your natural sex drive right but you're also dealing with mental like uh, brain issues right that you've created because you've bonded with certain things like masturbation like porn you've emotionally in, in some regards bonded with these things and so now you're not only fighting natural drive but you're fighting let's just say artificially created demand or drive because of the fact that you were looking at porn or masturbating. Again, you didn't say this, so we'll stay off that topic, but I just want you to understand if that's an area of struggle for you, you need to get help with that because that is obviously going to add a lot to the problem. In terms of uh, resources, we'll get to that in a minute, but I just wanted to say, first of all, I really appreciate your comment here about, hey, I don't want to just look at sex as bad. Absolutely don't want to do that. There are, unfortunately, especially in the church and evangelical world, there are resources out there to kind of take that angle, right? Um, now, these resources might not come out and just say, hey, sex is a bad thing, period, but they can infer it by basically, hey, you know, lust is something that we always deal with. We have to just resist this stuff. Um, a lot of times they'll equate things like desire or attraction with lust, right? So, being attracted to the girl, you can't, you don't want to do that, or feeling desire is a bad thing, and, and all these things aren't necessarily bad things. They can turn bad, obviously, and they can go the lust route and drive us to behaviors that we don't want to engage in, but 
sexuality in general is not a bad thing, okay? Sex is a beautiful thing, God created for us, and he meant for us to enjoy it. But, as you already kind of pointed out, we need to steward it. Uh, in my book, When Shame Gets Real, I have a whole chapter where I talk about sacred sexuality and the idea behind sex and why God invented it or, or created it for us and what its role is. And so much of our dysfunction, I think, when it comes to this area of sex and so much of this misunderstanding about self-control and all these other things is because we don't really take the time to recognize the role of sex in the first place and why God gave it to us as a bonding mechanism between us and our spouse, right? So in terms of how to steward it, I would tell you this, um, you're going to obviously feel attraction. You're definitely going to have some sex drive, okay? That's natural. If you don't, that would not be natural, right? So uh, there's nothing wrong with that type of stuff. But uh, when, I when I talk to my son and as he gets older, I'm going to have more conversations with him. One of the things I try to lean into is, okay, hey, listen, this is why sex is beautiful, but it's also the flip side of why it can go really bad really quick if we don't engage in it the proper way, right? So if we're not seeing sex as a way to bond with our spouse, if we're not saving it for our future wife, um, if we're going to porn, if we're masturbating, if we're doing these things, it can go really, really wrong, right? Because now we are, again, chemically and emotionally bonding with things that aren't our spouse. Uh, we're treating sex kind of casually instead of sacred. So I would say as you, you know, 18, 19, 20, it's going to be a daily decision. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to feel some desire. You're still going to feel some pull. But that's when you got to kind of sit down and say, okay, hey, listen, I'm attracted here. I want to go here. But what happens, right? If I sleep with this girl, what's going to happen? And, and go through the list of things that you know aren't going to be helpful, right? Hey, if I sleep with her, I'm going to build up these kind of chemical and emotional bonds with someone that's not my wife or might never be my wife. And that's going to create a lot more emotional pain for me. And uh, it's also going to make it more difficult for my next relationship. And it's going to give me baggage that now I got to bring into my next, to, to my first marriage, hopefully, right? All these things. In fact, I wrote an article sometime back called um, Five Reasons to Keep Keep It Buttoned Up, I think. Anyway, I'll leave the link below. But um, just practical reasons that you can go through as a young man and say, okay, hey, I've read the Bible. I understand the God thing. I understand the, you know, the whole sexual integrity aspect of this. But let me also look at the practical application. Why is having sex before marriage or having indiscriminate sex not really good for me? And, uh, and I go through five things there that I think would be also helpful. In terms of resources, I already mentioned my book, When Shame Gets Real. I think that would be good for you to read. But there's also a video course out there called Christian Sexuality. I'll include a link to that below. Uh, you should check that out. It's a very good course. Talks about sexuality from a biblical perspective. And it's, it's, what I like about it is it's not tame. Like It covers everything. It talks about identity and uh, masturbation and porn and virginity, you know, like what, what happens if you're a young person and you want to have sex and, you know, how, how realistic is it to not have sex when everybody's telling you to, to do it, right? So great stuff. Uh, I'll include the link below, but definitely check out that course. I would say those are two resources that will definitely help you out. And uh, I commend you on submitting your question 
and having a genuine concern to, again, steward your sexuality. I think that's awesome. So if you have a question for me to answer, go to triplexchurch.com forward slash office dash hours and submit yours today and I will answer it in an upcoming episode. Until then, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for this week's Office Hours. Have questions you need answered? Submit them at triplexchurch.com slash office dash hours and then tune in next week to hear what we got to say. Until then, 